morning. This is Cece Kelly, and I'm here with my co-host and whistleblower, Suzanne Helene, and this is Ascension Sisters. Uh, I'm going to bring you up to date on where we are now. We have been on the air for four episodes now, four live episodes. We had a repeat last week, and tonight we are live, and we are also taking calls from listeners. If you would like to speak to us, the Ascension Sisters, please give us a call at area code 323-642-1687. Again, that's 323-642-1687. And our topic tonight is what's going on in the world, people. There's a lot going on, and there is in the news and in Mother Nature that's challenging our belief system, our sense of how the world works, um, you know, our place in it, and we're going to be talking about that. Uh, but a quick bring us back up to date on where we are in our episodes of the Ascension Sisters. Suzanne Helene is a whistleblower and former employee of a large, well-known medical facility in Southern California that was built on the former location of a NASA Boeing space program industrial site. This is where they built the spaceships and parts for the Apollo program, for the space shuttle program, where in the 1930s and 40s, this was the location where they built neutron bombs. And many, many of Suzanne's co-workers have succumbed to cancer and other diseases. And Suzanne herself was diagnosed with cancer and she is a survivor. And the thing is, is this a coincidence that 20% of her co-workers have died of cancer and that number has been going up? And Suzanne is going to fill us in on some recent reports with some recent happenings. Uh, she's been talking to her former co-workers. Is it a coincidence that so much sickness and death has happened on the location where uranium, chromium uh, samples have been found, where on her first day of work, the water was too radioactive to drink from. So I'm going to let Suzanne jump in here and give us uh, a recap of, of what's been going on and bring us up to speed. Suzanne, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Stacey. I'm glad to be here. Uh, good evening, everyone. The um, recap that CC um, gave, I uh, wanted just to recommend that those listening check out the other episodes. That will give you a lot more detail on what was going on at the site where uh, there were a lot of um, chemicals, uh, radioactive materials, and all types of toxic waste in the soil and the water um, that um, we believe continue to affect the groundwater and the air and pretty much the environment where, uh, on, you know, w which affected me as, as I, I mean, I, you know, I think there is something to it. And I think it's certainly no coincidence that uh, many of the people around me um, were uh, affected as well. Now, I was talking with Cece about that um, 
after finding out that there were actually a total of 13 people who had died due to cancer. I had uh, was talking with some of the insiders who, and encouraging them to come out. And uh, I wanted to hear more and thought that this would be very important for us to bring on to the show to, to really, um, to really expose this. And, and what did you, what did you think the insiders uh, know? What do they know or what are they aware of that would add to the, to the story? Well, I think they may be aware of, uh, well, first of all, um, what happened to other people who were, um, you know, during their illnesses, um, how were they treated and were, you know, their, um, you know, concerns addressed or any signs that they may have been able to put together before? Was there anything that perhaps was overlooked in terms of the environmental hazards that we're talking about? Um, so if there was any more light that could be shed on those things. And, um, you know, and then obviously also giving people an opportunity to speak out. So, um, that, and, and you uh, invited some of these insiders I did to be on the show. Yes. I and, did. What, and what happened? Well, the, uh, the first person and, uh, I had talked to actually not long after I left and, um, and that turns out that, um, uh, she had a terrible accident and so she's in, she's recovering, but it may be some time even though she is still interested in coming forward when she's ready. So she's one of your uh, former coworkers. Right. And uh, when did this accident happen? Um, it happened a, it looks like, gosh, it was um, like pretty much the, the same. Yeah. It was this, uh, her, well, she had the surgery. It was the same week that I contacted her about coming forward. Wow. Wow. Um, and um, I have, you know, uh, another insider who, um, you know, it's. I think she's a bit ambivalent, and um, she has a, a strong loyalty, and uh, almost as if you know she's somehow um, going to be found out, or there's um, some sense of like strange sense of loyalty, and so that means is that loyalty, or just she's afraid of getting caught, or getting afraid of, you know, being found out. You know, it's. I think. I think. You know. Both, actually. I think she is afraid of being found out. I, I don't think that um, the issue with as far as management, because I know she's had issues there, but I don't think, um, uh, I, I mean, I don't think that she's afraid. Um, that I don't think. But I think there are some mixed feelings about it for mm -hmm. her. Um, the, the other person is uh, making her own complaint to Cal OSHA so that they can do an investigation. And I haven't gotten any update on that. You know, I, I wanted to go into something else okay. um, for, you know, for our audience. Uh, as you hear Cece calling me a whistleblower, you know, I've been thinking about that. And I'm thinking, well, I think this is, you know, as far as blowing the whistle or making a, a you know, kind of a, um, a, a, a cry out to, you know, really expose what's going on uh, for, I think, for the main reason that that I think we it's important for us to really look around at the world around us and see that, that things really aren't always as they seem. Uh, I also want to say that, you know, 
the information that we're talking about, what we've been sharing over the past four episodes, it's really not much of it is secret. In fact, the information that was shared, it's all um, fact-based, um, you know, articles and information that has been gathered from the internet for all to see. But and just that you were an actual witness and participant, you know, and, and, you know, yeah, because you worked at at this location, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. And and I and I actually stumbled upon it. It, it wasn't until like the eve of my last day after a conversation with one of my coworkers who had been very sick um, since the beginning of the year that, you know, I decided to do a little, you know, a, a little digging. And uh, that's when, you know, kind of the, like the, like the blindfold fell off basically. Yeah. When did you decide to, to do the digging? Was it wasn't, wasn't that was towards the end of your tenure? Yeah, actually it was the um, day before my last day. And, um, you know, and I was just, you know, uh, reaching out to people, um, you know, that I haven't seen in a while, and she had been on disability. And then we had a conversation that kind of moved toward, well, um, you know, look at all the people who've been sick, you know, don't you think it's more than a coincidence? And, and this is the uh, first time you were thinking that thinking about it in that way. Right, exactly. Like all the people who had been sick, whether or not it was a coincidence. Exactly. Oh, completely. I it really had never dawned on me. And I thought, well, this is really interesting and uh and we were kind of joking about Aaron Brockovich. And then uh and then I thought, gosh, you know, 2009 when I started the job, I took a tour and uh, found out that there was you know, the, the water wasn't safe to drink. So essentially if, you know, if, if it was for the health problems that I developed this year that led me to quit the job and my concern for my friend, I wouldn't have looked into this. And um, even though I had, you know, like I said, I, I had known for years that, that something was up. I, um, worked in close proximity to a lot of people who got sick and died and still didn't put it together. I disregarded what I had heard that the brand new multi-million dollar medical facility where I was going to work all the time, that they couldn't open on time because the tap water had unsafe levels of radiation. I saw the drinking fountains taped off. I was told not to drink from them, but I went to work there anyway. Hundreds of employees who weren't on the tour probably still were, have no idea of any of this and have probably not done the research that I've done. And, um, you know, I think about this and I think about just life and what's going on. And it's like we wear these blinders, these mental blindfolds, mm -hmm. you know, that um, even though we know there's danger at some level, that we disregard it. We look around and we see people who don't seem to be concerned and we buy in that it must be okay. And I think also, you know, I mean, just, just think about the tragedies. And in fact, I, you know, just yesterday, the, there was a tsunami in Indonesia. This was after two major earthquakes. The mm -hmm. second was 7.5 magnitude. And they had, um, I guess, their National Disaster Ma Management Agency, they 
gave a tsunami warning hours earlier, but then they called it off. There were a lot of people who didn't evacuate. Why? Because they were getting ready for a beach festival. And shortly after, the tsunami warning was called off. And right then, right at that time, apparently, according to the news that I was reading, a 10-foot wall of water crashed into the coast of uh, Palo City. And they counted, uh, they've counted 420 deaths in Palo City so far, but they do expect as rubble's uncovered, it may rise to the thousands uh, since it is a city of 300,000 people. And that's because um, they put out the warning, but no one paid, they didn't think it was real or they thought it was a false alarm or what, well, do you, what, do you, because, what are they saying? Well, I think it, um, what I put together was that they called off the warning. Mm. And so people just went about their business. They went back. Yes. They just went about business as usual. And it must have been a lovely day on that beautiful tourist community on the beach and people getting ready for a festival. And they either, you know, didn't heed the earlier warnings or they also had their mental blinders on because everything seemed okay. They, told, they were told the warning was, was called off. Yeah, it's interesting. I just remind, yeah, I, yeah, my mind has to go back to 9-11. I mean, I was in the area at 9-11. I was on my way to work down there. And it, I think it's a well-known fact that people evacuated the first tower, but then they were told to go back in. Oh, it's okay. You can go back in. And people did. They dutifully went back up the stairs and back up the elevators, and they went back to work because the voice on the intercom told them they had to go back to work. And so there's that fear mentality, oh, I better go back to work. I might not get paid. Or they told me to do it. They expect me there. There's work to be done. I remember hearing about, you know, the plane crashed into the tower. And, you know, I, I, I heard about it. And I was still going to go. I was thinking, oh, it can't be that bad. You know, we, we, we have a pitch uptown at 1 o'clock. We, we've, we've got a meeting to go to. We have executives to see. That's literally what I thought. And, and and I was trying to call my boss saying, oh, I'll be there as soon as I can. The subways aren't running. I really didn't think it was, it couldn't have been that big a deal that my programmed sense of having to go to work was so strong that here a plane crashed into a skyscraper and somehow that, that still wasn't going to stop me. And it didn't stop the people from going back into the building. It's like we're just completely just programmed to be so dutiful in that way mm-hmm. that we're programmed to do what other people want us to do more than what we know is right. Absolutely. And I, you know, when, when you, when you think about just how almost ridiculous it, 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 this is that here, these people are walking back up the stairs while right next door flames and, you know, <laughs> smoke and they're choking and they're going right back up to their office while the tower next door is, is burning down. I know. And then here right now in the tsunami, there was a warning and it's just, it just becomes a cry wolf thing, you know, a month, how long was it when the, uh, the tsunami warning or what was it? No, it was the uh, air. It was the nuclear attack thing in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the emergency broadcast system comes on and then it turns out to be nothing. Although we think it was probably something, but still nothing happened. And so what if, what if that sounded again and it was real? Would the people just not heed it? Would they not do anything? Not that there's really much that you can do, but um, I mean, it's frightening that we, that we don't, 
think it's important enough to take responsibility for our own well-being. We have these blinders on. We think, oh, everybody else is doing it, or everybody else seems to think it's okay, so it must be okay. And, you know, I actually, and I know you agree, um, this is a deeper issue. Mm-hmm. It is a is an ex- it's a very uh, a deeper issue that I think our this show and so much of uh, what is known as conscious media is really trying to drum into our brains is that you know the mainstream narrative is is inside of us you know um, that you know it's all about you know they say oh you know let's let's we just need to get red pilled. Um, but it is inside of us, you know, I think. Now what do you mean inside of us? Well, that our, I think it's actually like we point, encoded and pro- right. Know, we're and programmed. We are deep. Yes, we are programmed. And, and actually, I guess what I was really meaning to say is that um, a lot of conscious media is saying, wake up, everybody. Don't be sheeple, um, you know, question the mainstream narrative. And I think these messages are very important, but also how hard it is to wake up. Uh, because everything around us, every message that 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 we get is about uh, having to follow the rules. Um, everything from you know getting up and going to your job because you need that job so you can pay your bills, so you can you know have the things that you need to do to survive, and all of those rules we follow them. Nobody questions those things, and um, you know the. The unfortunate truth is that our consciousness is enslaved, that our sovereignty has been robbed, that we have been robbed of our sovereignty because or we've of been, the way the system has, has been set up. Right. Or you could also look at it as we've been programmed and brainwashed to suppress our own sovereignty because we own our sovereignty. Yes. Yes. That's, you know, you can't, no one can take it away, but it it, it can feel suppressed. Yes. Yes. Like that's much, I I would agree with the way you, you phrase that. Yes. Um, that that's true that it's, but I think it is about, uh, about, um, helping people to, to reclaim that, which is yours, you know, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. And how that's done, I think the you know what we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, other conscious media where they're really bringing forth, look, you know, look, look and look again, question what you see. And that's really the main thing here. When when we think about you, know, you have stepped forward to talk about and to examine a situation that too many people are taking at face value, meaning, oh, it's just a coincidence that so many people got sick. But when you peel back the layers and unpack this thing a little bit, you find out, oh, gee, the building that they're in, you know, 80% of the day was built on, you know, a former Na- a former NASA site. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, what kind of stuff was going on there that may have caused an environment, a cancer-causing environment? You know, no one's making that connection. And so you are taking personal ownership of this, you know, of this situation, of this knowledge. You're not going to just, um, you know, let these so-called coincidences go, you know, on No, I think in a way it's almost easy for me because I paid a great cost for mm-hmm. this. 
you know, I lost, you know, some body parts. So, so, you know, for the person who's, who's well, you know, it's, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I guess I want to say it's easy for me because of what happened Uh, Mm -hmm. for someone else who is, you know, living a a good life. um, This, it's almost like, and if you know for the person who feels unscathed by the situation it's you know we 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 want to be able to think that you know human nature for the most part is good we we want to believe that and so these people aren't making these connections because they want to believe or they need to believe that their employer would not put them in harm's way that somehow if unfulfilling We believe that somehow all of these rules are in place to protect us, and, and the government is here to protect us. But it's completely not true. Wasn't there something you wanted to talk about FEMA? There was some um, oh, issue. Well, well, what I heard was that um, actually it's uh, what the uh, FEMA has a presidential alert that is going to be um, cascaded, I guess, through uh, mobile or mobile phones. It's a wireless alert, and uh, they had postponed the launch until October 3rd, and so none of us will be able to opt out. <laughs> so everybody will get a message on their phone. That so how do, so how do they get everybody? Test. How do they get everybody's phone number? They just they just get it through all the different carriers. Apparently, and the carriers are allowed to just give them everybody's phone number. You know, I haven't thought it through, but I guess so. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they figured it. They, they figured. They figured out how to get everybody into it. I know I get Amber alerts, but mm-hmm. I have no idea how I, how I get Amber alerts. Mm-hmm. So there are some circumstances where I guess there are exceptions. Yeah. If anyone out there knows the how this works, give us a call three two three six four two sixteen eighty seven, and we're talking about um, taking back our personal sovereignty and not taking the world at face value um there's a lot going on and we should be asking more questions but go on with your with what with your thoughts around this oh well i think ultimately that um our you know it's like our call to action is about looking within and how we can become more self-aware and it doesn't take Events like cancer, uh, massive casualties, tragedy for that to happen. This is something that can be happen, can happen in, you know, small ways. But it is about taking a first step and, and being aware of these larger global catastrophes and, um, very unfortunate events. So if we don't need these larger events to, you know, to take back our sovereignty, like what might be a first step towards, you know, not taking certain things at face value to, you know, to ask questions, don't go back into the burning building unless you're a fireman, you know, what are some of, what might some of these first steps be to, to take back that awareness and that, you know, personal control, you know, over your, your life? You know, I think this would be a great topic to expand on more. Uh, but I, you know, I actually talk about 
meditation about, you know, we talk about the still small voice, about listening to your body um, and, you know, really uh, cultivating some, you know, a, a, a sense of uh, well-being. And I talk about meditation because this is, this is a way that we can quiet down the chatter. We can essentially um, tune in to just our, our, you know, just, just the stillness, the silence and become more centered in our, in a more of a, a focused consciousness that we have. So I do want to talk more about this and um, have a chance to really be able mm-hmm. to flesh it out more because I think this is, this is a very essential topic. Right. And this is also um, very much a part of your, you know, background and training and education and um, areas of expertise um, mm-hmm. in this area. Yes. So, so let's talk for a second about, and it's just the few minutes that we have left. You know, there's a lot of events right now in the world and this whole, this whole idea of, you know, sovereignty, like owning what happens to you, owning your circumstances, not waiting for someone to come in and take care of things for you, which is really what we're talking about and what's enabled you to, you know, step up and regardless, you know, if you think you're a whistleblower or not, you are kind of blowing the whistle of years and of lies and deception, mm-hmm. you know, at this company because they they've decided to look the other way and you've not and you've decided to not look the other way. and that's why we've created this so other people can not only hear the specific story you know about how this medical facility built on a former nasa plant no nasa space program site you know and cut to all these people are dying of cancer you know we, you have chosen not to turn your back on that and mm-hmm. so um how how can this kind of thing, how can people translate this into their daily lives or does this translate into anything that's happening in the news lately in terms of, you know, your personal sovereignty and um, not looking the other way hmm. well, and hopefully inspiring other people to step up too. We think about the Kavanaugh trials, for example. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think, you know, people have gotten to a point where they cannot, they could not compromise away their their personal essence anymore. It's like you can, you know, just keep chipping away until there's nothing left. And I think a lot of people have gotten to that point where they've said no more. And a lot of times it's not until, um, you know, a something tragic that happens or something that comes out um, it's been hiding under the surface for a long time that that people are inspired to take that to to step up to uh, so these I mean you ask some really I think thought provoking questions and I think for you know perhaps for people to really look within and think about what that means or to think about like just think about for a second like how much of your day do you do on autopilot Mm-hmm. You know, how much of your day is doing stuff because you think you have to do it 
And you might, and you can justify it. Well, I have to go to the job because otherwise if I don't go to the job, they won't pay me. And then I, and then I can't pay my bills and things like that. So, um, you know, so, and you, and you'd be right. Yes. But is another construct? I'm just wondering. It's like, is there another construct that we can break out of? Like, there has to be more, more than this. There has to be a, another way to do life. You know, where somebody else. You know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at actually at a, at a lot of this and. Um, and kind of putting it under the heading of like ascended consciousness mm-hmm. and uh, being able to really tune, uh, kind of tune into a higher frequency, essentially. And I think with that, we only have a few seconds left. We are going to sign off for tonight and uh, please join us next week for Ascension Sisters. And my real life sister, Suzanne Helene and whistleblower, former employee of a medical complex that was uh, built on a NASA Apollo space shuttle site. And 20% of her coworkers have died of cancer. Coincidence? We think not. And we'll be digging more into this and and this whole idea of uh, taking back your life and doing things the way that you want to do it. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening everyone.